What's up, guys? My name is Cameron. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Devil Roundup. This morning, Manchester United were beaten 5-0 by Liverpool at Old Trafford, and I am filthy. I was filthy this morning. I was filthy this afternoon at work. I'm filthy now. I could not believe what I was seeing. I knew Liverpool were a strong side, and I knew we were really underperforming at the moment, but I was really hoping a fixture of this gravity and this importance, the players would at least show up. I'm not expecting our team to become God-tier overnight. I'm not expecting the players to become world-class just for this one fixture. But at the end of the day, I would love to have seen all 11 players understand what it means to play for Manchester United and come up against Liverpool at Old Trafford. To concede a hat-trick to Mo Salah and to concede five goals against Liverpool in one game, I think four of which coming at the Stretford end, uh, it was just unacceptable. Um, And at the end of the day, look, it's one of those things where you look at these players and think, oh, I could have done better and what have you. But at the end of the day, man, you could have... Myself, other fans, whoever, anyone that actually understands what the club's worth, what like, what the club represents, what the club's about, and the passion that should be attached with such a fixture would rock up to that game and work their bollocks off for 90 minutes. And I'm telling you right now, those players that were out there didn't. One or two, maybe. David De Gea, again, not at fault for any of the goals. He was left high and dry by his defense and the midfield as well. couple of good saves. Good on him. Happy for him. Incredible player. And at the end of the day, he's actually one of the few players, probably one of the only players that can walk off that pitch from Manchester United with his head held high. Ronaldo, I actually think, showed a bit of fight. You could tell he was furious, as he would be, as I would be, as the fans were. Um, and at the end of the day, look, yeah, he showed a bit of passion, a bit of fight, scored a nice goal, was disallowed for just being offside, worked somewhat hard. Other than that, there is no one else in that pitch that I could honestly say deserved so much as an even a bit of a mention. Maybe Wambasaka wasn't the worst. But alternatively, the performance itself was just so subpar uh, it's just unacceptable for Manchester United outfit. Each and every one of those players need to look at themselves and figure out what the hell they're going to do to fix this situation. At the end of the day, I'm Oli out. I think he needs to go. And look, thank you so much for everything you've done. Because at the end of the day, the club was in a much worse place when you took over than where it is now and where it's kind of been over the last couple of years while you've been in charge. But I think you've reached your, uh, your ceiling in terms of your capabilities. At the end of the day... Manchester United need to be competing for the biggest titles. That's where the club deserves to be. That's where the club needs to be. And given the investment and the state of the squad that we have, there's no excuses not to be doing that. So if the manager can't get those results, someone else is going to have to. It's that simple. So for the fans that I guess are Oli in or Oli out, I'm not going to tell you how to think and I'm not going to sit here and say, you have to be Oli out. It's the right thing to do. But just put your personal agenda aside. Put any bias or anything you may have. And the same goes for pundits and you know, other people running, I guess, fan channels. Just forget your personal agenda, whether you're, you know, Gary Neville, who's mates with Ollie and played with him for almost 10 years at Manchester United, and still relationship with him in the media outside of, you know, your playing days together. Just, I'm not asking Gary Neville to sit there and say he's got to be Ollie out because I respect, I respect the fact that he wasn't. But you need to understand every decision you make or when you come out and say these things, you need to be thinking in the best interest of the club, not yourself, not the manager. I don't care if you love Ollie and what was best for him. You need to prioritize the club, Manchester United. It's that simple. If you're Oli in because you think he actually has a role to play in taking Manchester United to the next level and you genuinely believe he can do that, fine. I think you're wrong, but I'm not going to criticize you for that. But otherwise, any other reason for saying that he should stay in is just ridiculous. You need to look at what is best for the club to get the best results going forward, to be competing for titles like the Champions League, the Premier League, the FA Cup, whatever. The Premier League's as good as gone now. Given the capabilities of Liverpool, City, and even Chelsea at the moment, Manchester United, regardless if we get a new manager, are going to have to work incredibly hard and almost not drop points for the rest of the season to catch up with them come round 38 at the end of the season. If Zidane or Conte takes over, who are the two mainly rumored managers, good. At the end of the day, I'd want Zidane. I think he's a better fit for Manchester United. He's worked with Ronaldo, he's worked with Varane, and it's almost a Galactico squad we have right now. A lot of big names, a lot of stars, and a lot of 
incredibly capable footballers that need someone that knows how to deal with that. And I think Zidane is that man. And given how top-heavy we are, I think Conte's style of play, which is almost Mourinho-esque, is a bit too defensive for what we have. I'm not saying he wouldn't do a good job. And the end of the day, I would still take Conte because he's a great manager with a great track record. But I just think given the players we have and the squad that we have and how top-heavy we are with that many forwards, wingers, and attackers, I don't think Conte's style is going to be the one that we should go with. I think Zinedine Zidane will be able to get the best out of this team. That's what I'd do if it was me. And at the end of the day, it's my reasoning because I think it's what's best for the club. And other people need to do the same. So, look, the players out there, they did not show any passion. I could not believe it. To let Liverpool walk past you like that and defeat you, and comfortably as well. Liverpool didn't even break out of their stride. They didn't even break out of a canter. Their press on United playing out of the back, it wasn't aggressive. It wasn't a high press. It was somewhat progressive. But at the end of the day, United could have actually dealt with that. And we still got slaughtered. If Liverpool actually kicked into like top gear, they could have put seven, eight, nine past us. No doubt in my mind. Uh, and that is genuinely just embarrassing and almost sad. The fact that Liverpool could actually take their foot off our throat once Paul Pogba got red carded, which I'll discuss in a second, uh, says a lot about where we're at. Because at the end of the day, that is a game where both sides should be fighting till the very last minute to try and get a result. And they didn't. Well, Liverpool did, but they didn't even have to. They just got the result because we gave it to them. But regardless, look, I will credit Liverpool as you. They were brilliant today. They're a brilliant side at the moment. And Mo Salah is definitely one of the best players in the world. And I think he's definitely got himself back in Ballon d'Or contention after his current run of form at the start of this season. But if we were a Manchester United side, because this Liverpool side has faults. Don't get me wrong. They are brilliant, but they are not perfect. You saw it against Atletico in the Champions League when Griezmann scored those two goals before getting sent off and then Liverpool managed to kind of stumble over the line and get the three points. Yeah, they played well. They got the win and they're a good side. But at the end of the day... I was watching that and I thought, you know what? I'm not hopeful and I'm not confident, but United do stand a chance and we can hurt them. The way they were playing, the way they defended, and the way they were exposed at the back, United are more than capable on the counter-attack of hitting a team hard and damaging them like that. And we just didn't. So at the end of the day, that just speaks, I guess, wonders about where United's at at the moment because it's clearly not good enough. Um, if Liverpool were in top gear, they produced one of the best individual, oh, not individual, but one of the best performances from Premier League side I've ever seen and they ran us off the park and at the end of the day, the players did run themselves into the ground and they did create chances and they maybe got a couple goals out of it but they still lost look at the end of the day it would still hurt but that's football so you'd live with it but yeah what we saw this morning is just no nothing of the sort so look I think Sean Maguire I'm going to talk about that second goal man it was it reminded me I, I watched it in slow motion I genuinely watched that in slow motion because I've seen it all before it was like that goal against Tottenham Hotspur I can't remember who scored it maybe Harry Kane maybe Hyungman's son when Maguire literally wiped out Shaw, ball fell in the box, and I think it was Hyungman's son that put it away. And it's just, communicate, man. You're a centre-half, he's your left-back, you're his captain. How the two of you, as established English internationals that play next to each other for club and country every week, cannot communicate in that situation and twat the ball away from danger is beyond me. Both run into each other, does a pirouette, loose ball, and just, yeah, at the end of the day, I just, even thinking about it makes me furious right now. I'm sorry. Jota gets into the back stick, puts it away. Just not good enough. So at the end of the day, seeing things like that still after they've been playing together for so long, that lack of communication, that lack of confidence, it makes me furious. I would rather see both of you go hammer and tongs at that ball and actually wipe out one another and maybe one of you gets to clear the ball, show that hunger as opposed to you both backing out. It's just, yeah, it, it, it's unacceptable, ridiculous. And I just, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so angry right now. But look, yeah, at the end of the day, that's not good enough. And I don't think, as of late, Maguire, since he came back to play against Leicester of one training session, which I still can't wrap my head around, has not been good enough. Luke Shaw this season has not been good enough. I am one of Luke Shaw's biggest, biggest fans. I 
Love him as a player. I love him as a fullback. I play left back myself and I borderline idolize the guy because I think the way he was last season was tremendous. The way he carried himself after the Mourinho debacle when he thought he was probably, you know, after the leg break and then almost the, the leg break under Louis van Gaal and the incident under Mourinho where he pretty much said Luke Shaw should never play for this club again. He's not good enough. He's not a professional. I have no intentions of using him. To come back, hit the form that he did last season, hit the ground running, and, you know, United came second. We weren't a great second. We weren't competing for the title, but it was a good season in terms of the stability and the progress the club was making. And he was genuinely one of the best players we had. I'd say him and Bruno Fernandes, in my own opinion, were the two best players. And to see him hit that form play so confidently and then to go and represent England at the Euros and get a goal in the final and three assists in the other games, I was like, I felt like a proud father watching a son at that point. It was brilliant. And to come out the way he's been playing this season, I don't know if it's a hangover from playing for his national team, but it's just not been good enough. He's been getting caught out defensively. He's not been creating enough chances. Yes, he got a nice assist for Ronaldo in the Champions League game midweek. But other than that, it's just he's been quite poor. Uh, defensively getting caught out a lot. And I think for me, which I'm going to guess will segue into the next kind of uh, point of discussion, is that I think he should have been dropped for Tellers. But I also think after that VRL game, when Tellers scored that volley, he should never have been dropped in the first place. It should have been... Uh, Luke Shaw... I'm sorry. Luke Shaw should have been dropped and Tellers should have kept his spot, especially for that Everton game when Luke Shaw was clearly not ready. Uh, I think he definitely should have... Uh, I think Taylor should have retained his spot for then. And look, if he had a dip in form where he clearly wasn't doing the job, then yeah, play Luke Shaw. But otherwise, I don't understand why he just took his spot back straight away after Taylor scored a worldly of a goal, which probably saved Ollie's job. Uh, and then to just take him back out and give it to Shaw because he'd clearly prefer him, even if he's playing poorly or isn't match fit. Uh, it sends the wrong kind of, I guess, what kind of precedent is not sent for the rest of your players? Uh, certain players know they're not going to play regardless of what they do. Donny van der Beek. Certain players know they will play regardless of what they do. Luke Shaw, Maguire, uh, at the moment, Fred McTominay, Jesus. Uh, so I think, yeah, look, I think he really needs to look at that. And I think someone like Cavani uh, probably deserves more minutes. I know he rotated Ronaldo for Cavani against Everton, which wasn't the right move for taking out Ronaldo. But switch to a 4-4-2. Switch to a 3-5-2 and Varane's back. Get two up front, play Cavani and Ronaldo, because Cavani may be 34 or whatever he is, and he works his ass off. He works for the team, he's a great finisher, he's a composed player, and he leads. He leads by example at the front, which we need. So someone, him next to Ronaldo up top, I would love to see. And at least that when we put balls into a dangerous area, we start throwing bodies forward and just putting balls into the box. At the end of the day, we've got a couple of lethal forwards that can actually make a difference when it matters in important games. Uh, look, Paul Pogba red card. That was as clear a red card as you're ever going to see. It was... Not late. It was studs up. They were high. Both feet. Naby Keita went off in a stretcher, um, who I feel bad for. Not a good tackle. Whether he did or didn't intend it anyway, it doesn't matter. Clear red. Um, and look, he'll get a lot of... Uh, he'll be, he'll be, he's been getting a lot of heat over social media for it, which I understand. I was, pretty, I was pretty pissed as well. But also, at the same time, I get his personal frustration too, man. Like, if I was Paul Pogba, who was once signed by Manchester United, like, almost five years ago now, as the most expensive player on the planet at the time for, I think, 90 million pounds. And you, I guess you midfield maestro, establish yourself in uh, Juventus, I guess, forged a brilliant career. And then when you came to United, look, everything wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. But in pockets of form, and especially given the last couple of seasons, he has come good. To be sitting on the bench, watching Fred and McTominay playing so frequently in midfield and getting slaughtered by Liverpool, 4-0 down at halftime, to then come on and be expected to make a difference or change the game when you've watched those two clowns running around the midfield uh, and to be so far down, there's nothing you'd be able to do to change that game. I'd be frustrated as well. If I was Pogba, I probably would have double-footed him too. I would be furious. So look, at the end of the day, poor Tackle shouldn't have done it. He's going to get suspended now, but at the end of the day, man, I, his frustrations, man, they were, I felt the exact same way. It's not his fault we are um, so far down and I guess so far out of such an important game 
so early within the match and then put pressure on him to try and you know make a difference get your foot in the ball and hold the ball yeah he should have done better he should be more professional but man like, i would have been frustrated like it makes no difference to the result we were a man down and liverpool took their foot off the pedal at 5-0 so it says a lot as well i almost it's simultaneously humiliating and i'm almost grateful at the same time because if i saw like a 10-0 or a 9-0 i would have flipped more than i clearly already have because i guess this hasn't been good enough so i guess look looking back on this game it is i guess the take home is just, pain it's a lot of pain uh and a lot needs to change if you watch that performance and you think it's good enough or that ollie's the right man to make us to make manchester united compete for titles you i, I think you're just wrong like it, it, it's it's been up for discussion so many times so frequently by so many different fan bases uh, you know certain people ollie in certain people ollie out i get he's a club legend he'll always be a club legend and i'll always be grateful for the stability that he brought back to this club and also the way he kind of sacked off a lot of the dead wood that we had and brought in a lot of capable players but when you've got players of a world-class nature like we do right now, and we're getting thumped 5-0 by Liverpool, 4-2 by Leicester, clinging on for dear life against VRL and Atlanta in probably the easiest Champions League group we could possibly ask for, and even then we lost to young boys in the first game, it's not good enough. So what needs to happen? Oli needs to get sacked. Uh, I don't really like asking someone to lose their job, but at the end of the day, in the club's best interest, it needs to happen. Because at the end of the day, he's not going to quit. This is his dream job. Um, and yes, the, the pressure's going to ramp up on him big time, even if he doesn't get sacked, but I don't think he'd leave. I don't see him ever leaving until the club forces him out, and the thing that scares me is they're going to wait until a mathematically, and a lot of people do discuss this, but until a United mathematically can't reach Champions League qualification, because that's where the money is, that's where the stability is, and that's when it's really going to be digging out of the pockets of the owners, um, I don't see him getting fired. So I guess this... This Oli out kind of situation, it may drag on longer than expected, although I have been hearing rumors about Contains, Zidane, the club, you know, communicating with them and getting in touch. But I just, I have a feeling uh, Oli may be in charge longer than expected. And if that is the case, I would rather see him in charge up until maybe that Man City game, uh, get that over and done with, and then get someone else in. Because, look, if you're Zidane, Zidane or Conte, regardless of how good you are, taking over a team within two weeks, you're facing Spurs next week, which I would like to think we can win. But also, given how they play under Nuno and they sit deep, I think they're almost going to be our kryptonite. Uh, but to come up against Man City in the form that they're in at the moment and, you know, trying to get these players to rebound and to play more confidently and getting results, I don't think it would be a great way to start because if you do drop points that game, you're up against it from the get-go, even though fans would be patient. Um, I think you'd rather take over in a game slightly later, like the Watford fixture we've got after that. So if that was me, that's what I'd do. But look, it just depends on whether the club do want to get rid of him. Because if they wait till it's mathematically impossible to qualify for Champions League, we might just do that thing where the players kind of turn into prime Barcelona uh, and start nailing out results for Oli. But, you know, we'll kind of finish fourth or, fourth or third and then the fans are kind of like, oh, you know what? Like, there's a chance. Maybe next season, next season. So if they do that, this situation could drag on a lot longer than needed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I never complain that United are winning games, but I just don't think the club is going to benefit from having him here any longer than previously. Because at the end of the day, he's a good manager. He stabilized the club. He did what a lot of other managers, world-class managers, including Louis van Gaal and Jose Mourinho at the time, uh, were unable to do. So I think that's a massive up to him. It's a big up on his resume. Uh, to have definitely been the most successful manager since Sir Alex Ferguson was in charge of Manchester United. But at the end of the day, the decision is going to be financial and... I just hope it comes soon, man. I just, I can't deal with this much longer. Manchester United copying five goals, copying four goals, losing games so poorly uh, with such spineless inputs from the players. And then not only that, when we do win games, it's not enjoyable to watch. The Atalanta game was enjoyable. Yeah, the second half, don't get me wrong, but also just 
so painful watching us concede stupid goals. And then a lot of the other games, like the Premier League ones, the Wolves 1-0, the West Ham game. Um, it's just, I don't enjoy watching us play. We don't play well. We don't dominate the game. You know, we're not ruthless on the counter-attack. We're not creating chances left, right, and center. We're not solid at the back. I don't see players running at our back four and think, I can't wait to win this back. I can't wait to see a guy wide, play it forward, get in, you know, try and create a chance out of, I guess, a moment where we should be on the back foot. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, I just, yeah, I think we need to change. We need someone to start getting the best out of these players. They need to play confidently. They need to be, I guess, on the front foot, playing progressive football, the team that actually take the game to their opponents, not the other way around. Um, so, yeah, look, that pretty much wraps it up for today. Um, yeah, I'm going to call it there because I'm pretty pissed. We've got the, look, Spurs fixture coming up in a week's time. Uh, no midweek games this week, thank God. Uh, so, look, yeah, Spurs coming up. I'm not going to do a predicted lineup. God knows by this time in next week. Will Varane be back? Will there be any other players out with injuries? Pogba suspended. Expected result. I'm thinking a nil-all draw. I reckon we draw a nil-all. No, we can't keep a clean sheet. I reckon one-all. Maybe even we lose one-nil. I reckon a one-all draw. Um, with Spurs coming up next week, we're just not good enough to win. And if Ollie's in charge, then yeah, I certainly don't think we will be. So, look, good luck to him. I hope those players get a bollocking. I hope he gets a bollocking as well. And I hope someone in that change room figures out what they need to do because... They're just so spineless in these performances. I'm sorry, actually, no, I'm not done. What, give me one more minute. But it's just... Take the t- the sides that United have had previously, players like Rooney, players like Cantona, that would literally die for the badge and their passion was so clear for everyone to see. I don't see that out there. Even people like Bruno, I guess he's been compared to Cantona because of the impact that he had and how passionate he is and the numbers he produces, which I completely understand. Um, so for him to kind of have that impact, yeah, it's Cantona-esque. But you can't simultaneously say that when... Often, oh, I can't remember which game it was a couple of weeks ago. We need to go in the last minute and he's going down, you know, holding his head when no one's gone near him trying to claim penalty. I think it was the Aston Villa game or maybe the Everton one. And I'm like, you would not see someone like Eric Cantona doing that. He would, be, he would be more likely to double foot someone and get sent off or kung fu kick a fan than do something like that. Because then you need to do what you can to win the game. Work harder, get involved, get the ball back, put it into dangerous areas. Things like that, I'm sorry, just don't sit well with me. So look, these players need to get it together and they start pulling out results and they start playing for the manager or at the very least playing for themselves or the fans that have to be put they have to put up with their performances week in, week out at the moment because it's just not good enough. Anyways, I'm done today. Feel free to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, uh, Instagram.com forward slash Red Devil, Round, Red Devil Roundup, Twitter.com forward slash Red Devil Roundup. Thanks for listening again, guys. I'll be back next week uh, after the Tottenham game. For now, I'm out. Cheers.